What's good, Internet? And welcome to Session 52 of Super GG Radio, where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. I am your guide and level 9 fighter with 89 hit points and 20 strength for this adventure, Alex Orona. I'm Buff Sale. Also with me this week is our cleric, Joel DeWitt. Man, do I have to be the cleric? Nobody wants to be the cleric. Maybe something cooler. No can do, Jolie Bear. You heal. I tank. I'm beefy. And then we also have our warlock, Arigetti Gettinger, a.k.a. the Soul Sucker. What's good, Getty? Which do you like better? Eldritch Blast, Taste the Pain Bow, or Eldritch Blast, now with 20% more? Ouch. Hmm. That's a good question. But Taste the Pain Bow has a nice action hero quip feel to it. Let's take it. A, let's take a second though to celebrate. They have, we have made it a full year of this amount of shenanigans that we've been doing. This. Well, two of us have. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Sounds good. This week we tie miniguns to a stick in early adopters. We get all Tom Nook in the news, and Getty carries us again in the backlog blog. Sorry, Getty. Uh, also, we have uh, some talk, talking some stuff about IRL. That's a segment we've now created. No, it's the segment no. that I created was shit we did on calling it IRL. <laughs> but now that we have our adventuring party together, let's go you murder hobos. Early Adopters, where we play alphas, betas, and games that test your murderous imaginations. The first game I present to you guys, Forge and Fight, is a game brought to us by the people who brought us Verlet Swing and Passper 2. It's a game where you can create your own weapon and it's got very kooky physics that we will then use in an arena to kill as many of your combatants as possible. Kooky, that's the word we're going for here. I I don't know I, if I'd say kooky. I, I feel like that's generous. <laughs> what? Why? <It's, laughs> I mean, no. I, this is I, this game is insanity. This is let's let's put it this way. This is a dote simulator light when it comes to physical <laughs> control. It's, it's ragdoll got, physics there. It's, Alex. it's got a click. It's got one click, right? <laughs> but you can control your arm. Yep. So. So what this game is, uh, you have the ability to control your character. You can control the arm of your character. It's third person. And you, uh, the real charm and horrific nature of the game is to murder everybody with the weapons you create. <laughs> the this, this all sounds very silly until you get into the weapon creation where they give you lots of possibilities. And it almost takes a besieged level of amount of engineering that's possible. So you have a handle and then you add whatever machinations you want to it, including, you know, ball and chain, samurai swords, but then it also throws in flamethrowers, mini guns, boxing gloves. It kind of gets very out of control. Getty, what was, what was the first thing you, you created? Uh, I didn't realize that I could tie a mini gun to a stick. Mm -hmm. So I kept it pretty straightforward and I had a sword with a boxing glove on it because that's <laughs> that's rational. It was a full sword, and then on the end, I put a boxing glove. That just makes sense. Yeah, right. So that way, it doesn't it doesn't murder people? It just punches them in the face. It's well, if you hit damage. somebody, yeah, if you hit somebody with the <clears throat> boxing glove, it'll stun them for a second. All right. So it made sense to me. You stun them a little bit, and then I realized that I could have a boxing glove, a bowling ball, and a minigun on a stick. Very nice. Yes. See what I That sounds like a lot of personal lore building more so than actual gameplay functionality. 
<laughs> Funny enough, you told me about your weapon, and I said, that, I feel like I could top that. So I took the ball and chain, I had a, ha- I had a handle, and then I had a long chain, and on top of that, I put f- a four-pronged star that on each end of the star was a minigun, which th- whipping that around tend to hurt me more than anything about anything else. So then I put miniguns on two sides and flamethrowers on the other. <laughs> that also proceeded to kill me more than it hurt other people. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I made a sword that in the middle of the sword had four prongs that had buzz saws on them. And at the tip of the sword, it also had another flamethrower. <laughs> so that seemed to really work. Mostly the buzz saws, I want to say. Also on the handle of the hilt, right above the handle, was a minigun. So That's how you have to do it. I really wanted to cover all my bases, you know, all my murderous bases. Joel, did you get a chance to make a ridiculous weapon? So I toyed around this a tiny bit. What I, uh, my first weapon was a, uh, you know, those, uh, what are they? It's like a chain link with a ball, spiked ball at the end. Yep, that's the ball and chain. That's actually, uh, swap out the ball with uh, two axe heads okay. at the end. <laughs> and uh, swung that around and mostly hurt myself more than anybody else. But it was it was good fun. Like, uh, did you guys, is this controller enabled or is it just mouse and keyboard right now because i only did mouse and keyboard and i'll tell you it was a it added to the awkwardness trying (laughs) to flail around your arm with the mouse i don't i don't know if they're going for precision combat here oh no i absolutely not but like i i could see it maybe feeling a little better with a controller uh but that was my first weapon my craziest one ended up just being kind of uh they had one that was like a lawn pole arm handle mm-hmm. yeah and then i, I just added a stick a, yeah <laughs> and then i just add a flamethrower with it flamethrower at the end how'd that work for you did you get a lot of kills uh you know once i figured out that once you stopped shooting you could move a lot faster you could strafe pretty quickly and mm-hmm. just go back and forth between run back get out of range blow them the smithereens run back some more roast them alive and then one fun detail about this is that at least I, I only chose the arena venue, but they've got these like uh, training dummies that swing their arms around with a weapon. Yeah, I didn't I didn't notice, but they swing around whichever weapon you built. Also, yeah. some of the enemies that you're fighting will have similar weapons to what you have, including I had built several weapons that I was testing and trying, you know, my my flail that had the flamethrowers on it or the miniguns on it. And I just kept like, oh, a new mm-hmm. project. I'm going to start a new weapon. And by the time I got the weapon that I really liked, they had those the other weapons that I had made as well. It's terrifying, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this thing has the same kind of appeal that something like Totally Accurate Battle Simulator has. And uh, I actually stood here with my kids for a while and tried to put together some weird weapons based off of what they suggested and uh, a lot of fun them flailing around or watching me flail around with it trying to be a bad guys and so i could see a lot of appeal with that and we we had a lot of fun with it i i wonder if they could introduce physics in a way for these weapons too where you could create some really crazy things like i'm thinking about right now what if you could have like a lawn pole and then put the flamethrower at the end but instead of having it stick outward, stick it to like the side of the pole. Mm-hmm. And then while you had the flamethrower on, if it could just like push a force so that it would spin your character around and then you just turn into like a, a top <laughs> swinging around this this thing. You know, so like if they could somehow 
introduced a little bit more flexibility in where you can sort of pin things on uh, and also have some set type of physics that would impact your movement as you're moving it. I just see a lot of crazy chaos happening that could really add to the kind of wild sandbox thing they're going for here. I'll yeah, I'll pull up the game crazy. again just to try that out. I think you can. That star I made, there is a top that you could put on that will give four different points uh, and a top part, leaving you having you can attach whatever you want to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So maybe, maybe I overlooked it then, but it, it's not something I noticed when I was toying with it earlier. I'll get in there. I'll figure out your perfect weapon. Funny enough, I kept every time I made something new, I would screenshot it and send it to our group of friends on Google Hangouts, and everyone goes, "What? What are you? Ma- no, that seems out of control." <laughs> it's like, nope, that's what I'm doing now. And it, like, like Getty said, it is frightening to see somebody coming at you, whipping that thing around that I made, knowing how mm-hmm. bonkers and crazy it is. It's frightening. <laughs> yeah. So, Forge and Fight from Flame Bait Studios. Next, we played The Good Knight. Good Knight, uh, it's knight as in K-N-I-G-H-T. You are a knight. You are on a circular map, which is a very small circular point, and in the middle is another smaller circle, and your character just goes automatically in a circle around it, just walks automatically, and then you press a button and he'll go the other direction. And you can reverse your direction in this loop while aiming and shooting and attacking with your sword. What did you guys think of? Well, f- first off, it, there was it's, uh, both of these are in beta test right now. And with Good Night, there were certain there was waves and levels that you could go through. And by the end, it would give you a global ranking, which of course is going to be more levels coming out as there, as it continues to its development. What was your guys' ranking? Oh, I didn't play this. Right, Getty. <laughs> uh, mine. Uh, you mean the ranking at the end? Mm-hmm. 115th. Damn it. What did you expect? Did you think you were going to come in here and beat me? I never can beat you at anything. It's 156. <laughs> 156. That's what I got. So the interesting little thing about this is, as Alex described, as you're walking around the circle, if you hit the button, your character will go the other way. At the same time that you hit the button, you can attack, and it 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 uh you need to try and get your score higher. But the enemies are attacking you, they're shooting objects at you, and you have to time your movements so that you avoid getting hit. Yep. And there is a slow function that you can use, but it will drain your score. Oh! See, I didn't realize it drained your score because I just, at one point, was there was good whole sections of me just holding that button slow-mo because it's it becomes very heavily a bullet hell. So you're I just dodging these bullets, and you can't even really dodge. Use. You can you just have to have the timing perfect. Well, that's what I mean, is that you can't dodge in the, the the normal sense of dodging. You just have to reverse his trajectory because he only goes in that circle. So if he's going clockwise, you got to hit counterclockwise. But if you know there's a little tiny gap between bullets, you have to keep hitting clockwise, counterclockwise, really in rapid succession to keep in, him in that one spot. I would go as far as to say that it's, I want to say rhythm-based without actually it being based around a rhythm that you follow. It's knowing the rhythm of what's going to happen next and how to time the shots that are coming at you. Uh, you can kill the enemies that are shooting at you, and it, it's a small reprieve, but it's not anything that's going to stop the action from happening because they're going to continue to spawn, and it'll continue to be crazy. Yep. And, but, and on top... I mean, I, I had a lot of fun with it. The bosses were pretty unique, 
neither of the boss fights that are currently in it are similar in really any way. Yeah. So uh, one of them you have to fight, I think it's the second one, correct me if I'm wrong, Alex, but it has phases that you have to make it through. Yes. And it'll jump to different portions of the map, and then it'll change uh, change how it's attacking you. And it's giant gothic skeletons and beasts. It's got a really good decor to it that with the way that the, goth- the gothic lettering is and how the music is. Yeah, I, the music. I would say this is one of those games that it needs a soundtrack on Spotify for sure. It's good. Yeah. One of the first things that I jotted down here was that the music was real good. At first I had I, I thought I had left some of the, the music that I had been listening to on when I started and I was like, all right, let's do this. And then I began to realize like, oh no, this is the sound check from the game. This is great. <laughs> yeah. And it, you go through these different levels. Sometimes it's an elevator going down. Sometimes it's just it's a stagnant place but you're going through these waves and you do get different levels that give you a breather to relax but no the bullet hells got so intense that again i just held the slow-mo button down which explains why my rank was so low no it's okay okay. it's okay i'm okay with it that game was tough i look one of these days yeah one of these days i'll beat you getty yeah probably physically because i don't think it's going to happen too often in video games that is true well joel this weekend we played some more shadow brawlers and getty decimated me (laughs) burn well i had some extra cannon fodder and nate were nice enough to get pwned you know with how often you you blind dragged us into these games that you picked up i I think you got what you deserved so (laughs) see i'm okay with getting beaten these blind games i just I think that there's some really crazy ideas here, and, I, and including with the good night, having a mechanic of the game being that your character is on a constant rotation that you can shift around. That I don't see that a lot in any other game. Uh, sadly, I could also see this for mobile, but that might be. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to play it on mobile. Yeah, I'd say it might be a little too intense. But th- this does again remind me a little bit of like Devil Daggers and the fact that you have to do these quick runs and try to do the best that you can. But this does have a more of a level pro- uh, progression instead of just mm-hmm. one run. Now, I mean, one thing I could think about this is they've added some sort of AOE or some new abilities, even a new character that had a different uh, combat mechanic. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, they could definitely do that. This it already felt like a really good, almost complete game. I don't see too much more for them to do but add additional content because it was definitely short but hard mm-hmm. in the difficulty setting i i definitely had to restart quite a bit just to try and figure out how the mechanics worked at the beginning and it left a feeling of wanting to run it again just to get better and then even in yeah. this conversation comparing our rankings leaves me leads me to the ability to want to try to play again like I, I i have that feeling right now where i'm like i don't know i could probably play a little bit more of this game so it it instinctively puts that feeling into me mm. now if there was only some way for me to get a sword with a boxing glove attached to it for our D game mm-hmm. <laughs> let's take a break while i text our dm yeah. <laughs> finally increased our affection to unlock additional conversation options this week that's hot that's that's good right yeah that's good (laughs) 
So we're here with the news. Our first piece of news, Animal Crossing, Crossing Direct. Uh, no cloud saves, but weirdly enough, they are launching a service to get your game back in case of a lost Switch. Also, so like Pokemon banked for Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah, which that is going out stupendously from my understanding. Like really rough stuff. But also weird enough, they're asking, hey man, follow us on Twitter. It'll be cool. But like, wh- why? What'll be cool? Why? I just don't understand why <laughs> Nintendo is asking you to follow them on Twitter. If you like Nintendo, you follow them on Twitter. Randy Pitchford is going to run the account and give everybody out guns. Oh, oh no. What and do you magic mean? Tricks. <laughs> Lots of magic tricks. Oh, no. How, you know what? We made it so long without mentioning Randy. <laughs> I didn't I do it this, this time. This spoils I, things. No, no, no. You see, it's been so long that it's turned back around on itself, and it's funny again. <laughs> I, did, I didn't do it this time. It wasn't me. Uh, but speaking of Randy Pitchford, Joel, are you excited for Animal Crossing real quick? Uh, yes, although I am increasingly of a mind that I'm going to wait until the end of the year to get it. I thought you already pre-ordered it. No, I didn't. I actually, uh, last year they did that whole Nintendo voucher thing where you could pay a hundred bucks and get two digital vouchers to, uh, purchase a handful of Nintendo games on Switch, first party game stuff. Mm -hmm. And they didn't have Animal Crossing on the list of redeemable games. So by the end of last year, I gave and just used my second voucher for Luigi's Mansion 3. And then like a month ago, they announced that they're adding that to the list of games redeemable with vouchers. So, oh. Yeah, I kind of boned myself there. But no, it, I mean, it looks like Animal Crossing. The additions all mostly seem smart. I like the fact that instead of just being responsible for your house, you're basically like customizing and building up this island to reflect like your dream town (laughs) although i'm really curious about what kind of variety of different towns you're going to see like how many of them are going to be just still mostly wooded areas or versus those who turn it into some like uh, urban cityscape you know but uh besides that i yeah i'm i'm definitely interested i'm just uh i'm not sure if i'm gonna get it at launch that's not the right answer you're supposed to be stoked on this game i think uh I think I'm just trying to talk myself out of it still. Like, there's still, like, a 70% chance I did it. <laughs> you, can day day. <laughs> Ooh, you can make toast. You can make toast. I heard people talking about being able to make toast. That is a game changer. But is how, it powdered toast? How do you live? And does it come in man form? <laughs> That's a deep pull. <laughs> I was more curious no. about it being an island. How quick before you turn this into the fire festival? Oh, we're gonna uh. get all these musicians. Oh no, we didn't. That that's, would that would be day one if they had mean. some sort of seasonal event. Fire festival. They just no. They'll call it the campfire festival. There we and, go. Uh, they gotta get. They got uh, You can get a meet and greet with KK Slider, and a full <laughs> five course meal. Go grim real fast. Is KK Slider jaw rule in this analogy? No. Mm. Well, he had to think about it. That's a yes. Was jaw rule supposed <laughs> to perform? Okay, let's move on. <laughs> uh, speaking of Randy Pitchford, there is talks now of a Borderlands movie. Direct- hey, that was my news. Okay, well, tell us about it because I hadn't heard this. No, it's too late. You already stole my news segment. Uh, no, e- who was the director? Eli, Eli Roth is on to direct the Borderlands movie. You might know him from gruesome movies such as Hostel and Hostel 2. 
Now, uh, original news, do not steal. <laughs> now somebody, uh, Joel, as two people here who are completely uninvested from this, you want to put some money, you know, some big money uh, bets on this? What do you think this gets made? I will bet you $30 that this does not get made. What part of it doesn't get made? The entire the thing? movie. I, I, I think he's talking about the, the final, like it reaches at least DVD. Yes, I will. I will give you thirty dollars if it reaches DVD. And this, the timeline, I will give you four well, years. Well, if they're now four years, if they're four years, yes, I'll take that bet. Okay, there we go. We're on. We have because I, I feel like, I feel like, uh, Borderlands is the kind of property that they could make just about anything and call it Borderlands, and it would still come out. Kind of like that Monster Hunter movie that they're working on yes but i still want this to be gearbox affiliated i'm sure there is a borderland straight to dvd movie already that doesn't count it has to be gearbox hey, related. hey guys this uh movie has been in development since 2015 it begins production later this year they hey hey uncharted uncharted movie is supposed to cut start production in four weeks i severely doubt and would put 30 dollars that that doesn't make it out as well all right i really feel like randy's spearheading this so so it will go down in flames Thank you. It's the or, ace up his sleeve. Or it's amazing. <laughs> Good reference for his magic. <laughs> I don't know. It looks like they're pretty far along. We will see. I mean, really, one of the reasons why I feel like this one's more likely too is that the video games have already gone a route that can show that you can do a narrative story in the world of Borderlands. Like yeah. Tales from the Borderlands has shown you that you can go with that kind of manic madcap heist type story and it'll work that's the only one though the main line that's one one is all you need (laughs) i'm saying the mainline stories have done nothing that would ever be made into a film yeah Mm, i feel like the pre-sequel i don't know if it would be the best movie ever but it definitely has more of a story behind the fall of handsome jack so I would also say that, for the most part, the better movies that are based on video games have used the setting of the game and not tried to follow the story. I completely agree with that. I'm saying is that Borderlands will go into development hell along with the Metal Gear Solid movie. Next. Yeah, when's that come out? Exactly. Sony backs out of PAX East due to the coronavirus concerns. That has nothing to do with me. Mine is Orona. Not coronavirus. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. Uh, from uh, they also are pulling out of GDC, I believe. So my favorite part of the whole coronavirus thing, because there's not really any real silver linings about there being like a pandemic going on, but like uh, a, a silver linings and gray clouds perspective is that everybody's getting a crash course in supply management and how <laughs> how things like uh, global events can affect stuff like when your favorite console might come out or how many might be available or hey is your developer going to show up at a convention and uh then people spouting off things that are complete nonsense because they don't know how logistics and supply management works (laughs) come on let's not do this i (laughs) I we're trying to bring work into the podcast and get it keeps getting upset (laughs) you need to cut it out i know as, as well as you know how all of that works but I don't want to meta games right now. <laughs> I don't want to admit it. I think that what? I actually have to like sign some type of disclosure at work if I decide to talk about work at, on the podcast. So, Daddy, Daddy, yeah. What's your logistics main? 
<laughs> this podcast is becoming a work like we got a nope. bunch more news too. <laughs> work like <laughs> yeah we got way too much news who wrote all this garbage okay final <laughs> fantasy 7 remake part one is 100 gigs i just wanted to say that is a lot that's a beefy game that's a beefy boy and how are we to have the entire game like can you just play the game straight through or is it always going to be part one completely segregated and if so how big will that download be? I beats me, but that's pretty exciting. How many patches do you think that'll need? A lot. <laughs> One hundred gigs. Yeah. I mean, it's not. It's not an ongoing game. It's not games as a service. It's, nope. it's going to have enough patches to keep Alex from ever playing it. Yep. <laughs> I will snap my Final Fantasy VII remake Pl- disc into. <laughs> Plug in that external man. Yeah. I, don't know. I have an man. external. We may have to upgrade uh, the external I, now. At this point. Yep. Okay, Rainbow Six Siege, the ongoing game that I've been playing as a time waster, has been confirmed for PS5 and Xbox Series X, going along with the notion that, man, these games, these time wasters, they're really going for games as a service ongoing. Which, to me, gets me pumped. I don't, like, Overwatch 2, sure. But I don't think I necessarily needed it. If they just kept updating Overwatch, I'd be, I'd probably keep playing Overwatch. So. But then how would they bill you for a second copy of it? Yeah. yeah you ain't wrong. Wait, they already I mean, billed him for a second copy. Remember, he had two copies of Overwatch. I do. I mean, this Rainbow Six Siege thing is kind of curious to me, too, because with all the rumors about it being backwards compatible, mm-hmm. the new consoles, it's like, couldn't you just put in your disc of your PS4 game? Or, uh, I mean, the only way it made sense to me is if they're going to be updating it with higher resolution graphics maybe better frame rate etc but then it still begs the question like how many people are going to rebuy that game well that and i think it also well because you have to think they keep adding new new the the heroes for it and each time they keep they just introduce two more because they have them for offense and then defense and so each time they just keep adding two new people two new people two new people at a certain point the ps5 version will be oh this has got the first four or five seasons of characters and right now they're like five to eight dollars a piece Ugh. It, it's a good game and i've bought several heroes but it's it, if i just could buy them all in once one shot or i mean because this is also talking about cross play too so just in general you're gonna have people being like man you're playing rainbow six uh, still okay i should buy it now and then i can get in on it too you know i mean like you'll have new adopters while still keep maintaining the happy crowds of the original you heard it joel he's gonna try and get us to play uh, Joel already owns it. Try. Sir. I was to say, I already own the damn game. Yeah, I got him to play. He's it, it is. It is a fun game. It's just you have to. That's one of those where I feel like you have to be a little committed to because the times I've played, I've definitely felt like a handicap for the team. And it's it's just modern Counter Strike, which there is modern Counter Strike, but still, it's very yeah, similar. That's that's just called Counter Strike. <laughs> So next, uh, a burn, the Burnout successor, Dangerous Driving, is getting an open-world sequel. I thought you guys might be hyped because we played Burnout Paradise recently. That's, that's uh, exciting like, news. I like the linear Burnouts better, so this is like the wrong direction I would want them taking with this. But I might be in the minority for that. Okay. I just thought that it might be interesting to see something else come out from that, from that group, considering that Burnout is pretty much gone. What, is, what, what was the reception of the one they already made? Dangerous Driving? Yeah. Burnout, but not enough content. Hmm. So, okay. if you like Burnout, but you want more from Burnout than just, like, 
doing a couple crash courses, then you should probably play Burnout instead. Uh, Getty, did you want to introduce this other piece of news you wrote in here? The fact that Ninja's being dumb again. <laughs> ninja gonna be Ninja. Yeah, Ninja gonna be Ninja. Ninja needs to sit down. Yeah, Ninja's gotta keep selling those Nerf guns. Yeah, his terrible Nerf guns and his terrible looking... Uh, yeah, I'm gonna start some beef with Ninja right now. Oh, snap. He can boycott, he can boycott our podcast because I know he listens to it. Dude, go heckle his TikTok. <laughs> go heckle his TikTok. Man, I don't even know what a TikTok is. We'll get you on it. No, because I've already been banned from Twitter. <laughs> Ninja's hair looks like... Uh, there used to be this made-for-TV product where it looks like one of those uh, ball caps, except it's got, like frizzy looking muppet hair on the top of it sticking out the top of it yeah no no oh, i get you crickets okay i'm here no okay no nope, i mean I i'm, I lost I'm here i don't know if i'm here in like spirit but mm. okay is that different from most days <laughs> you know i can't tell anymore i'm just kind of drained <laughs> i'm really looking forward to this weekend to not have to do anything Hey, Getty, you want to hang out? No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got I got a busy schedule. I'm going to do some Pokemon on Saturday. I'm going to try and finish up L.A. Noir on Sunday. Man, I got, I got a lot of things to do. Getty, okay? you're seriously beating four games a month. You need to calm down. Alex, we need content. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Keep playing games that I've already beat so I can talk about it nope. still. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to move on to games that you've never even touched. <laughs> or heard of like that that anime soccer game oh my god i oh, i need to copy in, that. is it called inazuma 11 or something like that yeah no it's like captain subasa oh yeah oh, captain okay. subasa okay last piece of news scalebound rumored to be resurrected as a nintendo switch exclusive i was always curious about it as a competitor to horizon zero dawn so i am pro this what do you guys think is that really what it was is that the kind of game that it was touting itself to be i don't know if it was touting itself but that's what the, the comparison people made when it was announced around the same time as horizon is, zero dawn is this the thing that was the xbox one exclusive with platinum yes sir see i vaguely recall the trailers i thought it was being compared to dark souls more than horizon yeah but i think people saw the female protagonist flying giant creatures and trying to hunt and fight them so people kind of put it together with horizon and it was at the same time i believe maybe Hmm. I I don't know. The the Switch is a we can safely say it's a console generation behind mm-hmm. <laughs> in uh in uh, graphical quality, right? By now. I oh mean my part God. part of what's impressive about stuff like Horizon Zero Dawn is, is how visually captivating it was and how you felt like you're immersed in this huge world and just a part of it. And I I don't know that the Switch can handle something to that scale. I can, yeah. Without, no, I agree. Without um, dumbing down the graphics to you, a degree where it's you would have takes to you out of it. dumb down the graphics. Look at games like, oh, what was it called? The the free, the, the free monster hunter. The free. Sta- the, no, I was about to say Stalebound. No, <laughs> Dauntless. Dauntless. Dauntless is yeah. the name of it. Yeah, Dauntless the Monster Hunter. Like it is a little bit pared down graphically, or, well, relatively. I mean, I down. played some of that. That was okay. Yeah. So. I can imagine and see a world where it's pared down to look a little like Dauntless and still have an, a feel of epicness. Yeah. 
Yeah. But that epicness. But that that a dame light monster hunter, the epicness is inherent in like the battles itself, where I feel like something like Horizon, part of the epic feel is the scale of the world that you're going around in and how open and expansive it feels. Mm-hmm. So and yeah. like Monster Monster Hunter, even Monster Hunter World, like it's still zoned off into different parts of the map, right? Yeah. So that's true. Getty, do you want to take us out of here? I didn't realize I was going to read this, but all right. I think we made some solid news relationship progress this week. Maybe we can unlock the dating option here soon. Let's take a break. Thanks, Getty. back back to the backlog blog where we play games that are in our back catalog but also games that getty plays because the rest of us uh paid full price for him and he's playing them now wow you really biffed that one i did <laughs> i did i apologize to all our listeners first game steam world dig 2 we played steam world dig quite a long time ago and beat it but getty just recently finished it what did you think of steam world dig 2 getty i thought that it built on some of the stuff that I liked from the first one and added way too much. You think SteamWorld Dig 2 added too much? I think it added too much. What now, hmm. SteamWorld Digs are the the games where you are a digger down in the ground and there's a giant map underneath. You go and collect materials, come up by upgrades and then continue to dig down. The SteamWorld games as the aesthetic themselves all have very steampunk-like characters that are adorable. And you love them to death. So what do you think that it added too much of? In the first one, you're pretty much just digging down. Mm -hmm. And then in this one, it decided that you needed to be able to to go all over the place. So you spend some of your time outside in the real world where you're adventuring up the side of a cliff, um, fighting against a windstorm. I don't know why that was necessary. Okay. The number of upgrades... Felt felt pretty good. Not really sure if there were any that I disliked. I'm trying to think. Because the upgrade system in this one, it was a little bit harder to come by the resources in order to upgrade everything fully. Yeah, you had to work for it. So, yeah, well, you had to work for it. But at the same time, when you hit a, a certain point, it's just not really worth it anymore. Well, and yeah, you can beat the game with two-thirds of the upgrades. Yeah, but there also wasn't the the feel of the culminating boss fights like in the first one so obviously you get one at the end but in the first one you also had to fight a couple leading up to it okay and it i don't know it maybe it was just the simplicity and the stupidity of the first one where all you're doing is is digging down and then going up and and fixing your stuff and or buying upgrades and then going to dig further down and don't get me wrong i really liked the main character for this one being that she was from the first game and it it was a really good direct sequel. Mm -hmm. I just can't help but... You guys got to tell me uh, what you think because, I mean, you you played it like, what, five years ago? I played it like two years ago, yeah. So what did you think? I loved it. I liked the upgrades that they gave you, uh, the grappling hook, the jetpack. I liked the way it expanded into those dungeon levels. I felt like they were good puzzles that 
genuinely left me scratching my head trying to figure it out. Some a couple of them I just I figured out accidentally. Some of the the secret extra challenge dungeons that are happening like post game are pretty pretty difficult and the characters were charming as always and the town theme is such a fat beat that I kind of wanted to freestyle rap over it. <laughs> there, I said it. You're talking about the robot town and not the human sewer town, right? Yep, the robot town. Yeah. Okay, the, now the human now sewer town kind of worried me. Arona has homework now. I he has to find he has to find uh, the track for the town. And uh, you're 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 ridiculous right. to think that I have not listened to it at work. I know the track. No, the no, you no, need that's to, not what he's you need to put to some do. time into it and, and write out your rap and uh, record it and then release it for the world to hear. Alex, that's that's content. That's a new segment right there. That's not how this works. Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> how this works. <laughs> I could possibly find you somebody rapping over it. But I, Daddy's the host me. now. He is he is demanding it. <laughs> Joel, what did you think of SteamWorld Dig 2 as a continuation of 1? I never played 1, so I've got no perspective on oh, that. Okay. Well, there you go. But, but, but I thought SteamWorld Dig 2 was delightful. It's just uh, it's such a calming, relaxing experience for the most part. And uh, I just I had a lot of fun just continuing on down, uh, occasionally making my trips up back to the town and repeating the process over again, just like to expanded did dug yeah it definitely put me in a zen place that i could sit down dig a few floors and then just kind of like go about and do whatever i was doing throughout the day so i'm glad you beat that Gaddy. i'm glad you enjoyed it did you you also did the steam world the the card game yep did you do i played all of those games you finished heist yeah i I finished heist before i tried anything else so the first one i ever played was heist and then i did uh the uh, first dig and then i did the card game and then i finally finished dig two that's as far as the series gone right or is there more now no that's it they haven't released anything since the card game but that was like i want to say last year if it wasn't last year then it was like late 2018 nope there's steam world tower defense what (laughs) where is this uh, I just googled it and I'm like, oh, what, is, what are the games you got? Uh, you got Steam. If World you Tower could choose, if you could choose what the next Steam World game would be, what would it be? Oh man, Steam That's World such a good Tower question. Defense was for DSI. Good luck. Yeah. Steam World Mini Golf. Steam, you you joke about it, but that would actually make a really compelling game. Oh, I'm all, I'm only half joking. I love Mini Golf games. Steam World Kart Racer. Come on, that's money on the table. <laughs> Alex. What else you got? No. What other ideas no. you got? Bad Alex. <laughs> what other ideas no. you got? <laughs> uh, man, uh, I kind of want a, like a more turn-based strategy. Um, you know, Zelda-like. Uh, you took my damn joke. I was going to say <laughs> SteamWorld Dungeon Crawler. Also, didn't we just talk about how there should be more strategy games? SteamWorld strategy game would be good. But I think that yeah. heist was a little bit more like that. Just wasn't on a grid. Nah, that was Steam more, World dating that was simulator. Worms. I, would um, buy I can that see game. worms. Yeah. Date. You want to date? You want to date a steampunk <laughs> robot? I'm in. <laughs> yeah. I, I watched Daddy play some of that heist game, and I, he was sort of RPing uh, a relationship between a few people. Yeah. Damn, Getty, I didn't know you got down <laughs> like that. Yeah, I was doing the voices, and they were particularly bad. 
They were saucy. <laughs> the next game, Getty, that you played this week, <laughs> Wolfenstein. Yeah, I'm giving you all the credit, man. I'm giving you all the credit. Was Wolfenstein New Order, which I previously talked about on this podcast as well. What did you think of New Order? When did you play that? Last 2016? year. 2016? No, last year. Really? Yeah, I talked about it on this podcast. BG, before Getty. Yeah, before, oh, Getty. yeah, I... I don't even know if I've ever listened to the the pre Getty days. You don't need don't. to. No one does. <laughs> don't. <laughs> <laughs> so Wolfenstein: uh, New Order, the first person shooter that follows the adventures of B.J. Blazkowicz and actually gives that man a story. Yes, it does. What did you think of his story so far? <laughs> I thought that he had a pretty good story, even though he still lacked a personality in this game. You get, you get I, I like, feel like a he had like a, a John, like a John Wayne, you know, kind of like a grizzled old man, despite him being like 35. See, this is kind of why I wanted to wait until I finished the second one. So I could do like a compare and contrast between this one and the second one, because the second one's like real character development heavy. It's got a lot going on. And this one, it's, it's Wolfenstein. It's murder Nazis, and it, it does it well. Like, the different ways that you can kill people? Oh, yeah, it goes there. And uh, I like I like where it goes, because it, it's one of... it. It's like Doom, which, of course, Doom was also came out around, at very, around the same time. Mm-hmm. But what I like about some of these games is that it just kind of goes. So you go, okay, go to this mission. And then you go to this place, and then you end up in a rocket ship, and then you're on the moon, and then you crash land from the moon into Nazi HQ. Like wh- it's outside of their headquarters, or no? It's just no, like you're you're in the headquarters, man. Was it? Yeah, you're going. I I remember because I saw Nazi boardrooms and presentations on slides. Wait, was that right when you crash your rocket into their building? Was it? Yep. Oh wait, I thought that no. Okay, you got to work your way all yeah. the way down. That's right, because the helicopter then... Co- okay, yep. All right. No, I forgot about that. Obviously, uh, I'm so far into the second one that <laughs> the games are starting to meld together. <laughs> but, yeah, this one, I particularly liked the way that you can upgrade your abilities by having to complete different tasks. Mm-hmm. So in order to unlock an upgrade for your grenades, you got to get more grenade kills. Uh, I completely... Uh, leveled out the stealth tree okay and i think i i thought that i also did the assault tree and then there were just a couple that i was missing from the various other ones except for the demolitions expert that one was man i could not get grenade kills to save my life so joel they upgrade the upgrades come about from you doing certain things like if you were to get a bunch of headshots you say get 15 headshots and you level up your abilities in like assault rifles or sniper rifles, or and so you, it. The game encourages you to play that what you want, knowing that if you play what you want, you're going to get better at that thing. Oh, it's kind of like the Steinrim model, where like you do something repetitively, or was that Oblivion? I think uh, w- one of those Elder Scroll games. If yeah, you yeah. did repetitive actions, it would level up your thing. I had a friend who played one of them, and like he would just jump around the entire yep. map until he was just like. God, Scaling like Morrowind. Yep, that was. I I only jumped in Morrowind. <laughs> okay, yeah, fair. And it would level up your like jumping ability. This one right, though, yeah. it actually gives you goals. 
So it'll say get like 10 headshots or something like that. Or kill five Nazis with a grenade and that'll upgrade your grenades. So it's not just necessarily doing it a bunch, but it's more playing the way you want and then having a slight smaller goal to level yourself up. Hmm, That's a cool idea. Yeah, Yeah. it was very entertaining. The story ends on a cliffhanger and thank God that I waited so long to play it so that I can know exactly what happens right afterwards. Getty, did you do Acid with Jimi Hendrix? Of course I did. Nice. Apparently that's not consistent. That's based on the person you save. Really? Yep. The other one is Tesla, I believe. Hmm. So you, if you save one guy, you get Jimi Hendrix, and you do acid. The other one is Tesla. Very interesting. I I have had thoughts about going back and trying it on a harder difficulty. It's... I'm not a big fan of like going back and trying to test myself, especially if I feel like I got everything out of the game. But if there's more story to it than that, I might I might do it. But I'd have to make it through the uh, second one first. I'm really excited. I kind of spoiled myself by... Nope. By, no, I'm not going to explain it for you, but okay. I spoiled myself by... <laughs> purposely like hearing about all the crazy zany stuff that happened in the second one and it only got me so much more hype that i like man i can't wait till you experience it and, and i'm because i'm playing it with you to experience it myself just to see all the things and crazy stuff i've heard it has as far as i've gotten it's a little wacky so far but i feel like it might go cra- i mean you go to the moon yep you like Let's let's take a second to like go through all of the stupid stuff that you do in this game. You try and assault the castle, fail miserably. Okay. Yep. You then are in a coma for what, fifteen years or something, fifteen to seventeen years. Yep. All right. You wake up and are immediately able to fight. Um, not how that works, but okay. Good job. Uh, you break out of an internment camp. You go underwater to take over a submarine, you fly to the moon, and then you have a you storm the castle finally. Like, it's and, crazy. And then you you blow up the moon, their moon base, and then take a rocket ship back home, crash land in Nazi HQ, and then you got to... Oh, you killed that giant, like, building... I don't even know how to describe it. And, and it has a name, too, the giant mech that, yep. <laughs> that they're trying to kill you with. And then it you, sounds like Mario Odyssey with extra steps. Yeah, <laughs> Joel, I can't recommend these games enough. Oh, it's you can't play it around Kelly or the kids, but <laughs> it's a lot of Not swearing, a Kelly, lot of gore. Huh? <laughs> well, actually, Kelly's uh, sailor mouth might be right on par for this game. <laughs> and the best part is you can put it on easy mode just to see what's happening with that story because these characters are so. Uh, there's technology around everything that's that's explained so there's even there's there's even more lore than just oh the nazis took over there's more to it and and it's explained in great amounts of detail huh well maybe i'll borrow them from the library sometime and just do easy mode i i found that i have a lower tolerance for first person shooters than i used to uh just because I've never been great at them, and I've gotten progressively worse as I've aged. Yeah, so. that, that's why they have these easy modes, if anything, just to experience the game that is in front of you. It's not fun if it's that case, but in, in at least Wolfenstein, you're like, well, I'm killing a bunch of Nazis, so I guess that's not the worst thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the technology is really crazy, so 
It's fun. Yep. I again, I can't recommend it enough. But for now, let's take one more break, and then we're gonna go into two extra segments because Getty can't stop live tweeting. <laughs> one for IRL, and then one for answering questions from Twitter. Beer <laughs> And we're back, back with our two bonus segments. IRL will be the first one. IRL is a segment where we talk about some things that we've been doing, video game related, podcast related, in the real world. We talk about some shit we did in the real world. <laughs> That's one way to put it. Okay, so this last weekend, me and Getty had a bro trip with a bunch of people, and we went and uh, we went to Galloping Ghost. Over in Brookfield, Chicago. Galloping. Um, Chicago is a city, and Brookfield (laughs) is a city. (laughs) You guys stop picking on me. You guys are so mean. It's just, we, it's, it's in the suburbs of Chicago. (laughs) So, Brookfield has Galloping Ghost, one of the more classic Chicago places that you go for an arcade, for the big old school arcades. It's around $20 to get in, and then it's pretty much from open to close as long as you can hang out, and you can even leave and come back. They even have a bonus section for $10 extra. You walk three blocks, and it's a pinball arcade. Nice. Mm-hmm. Galloping Ghost has just rooms and rooms full of arcade machines, all different types of games, and it is more known for having one of the very few Primal Rage 2 machines. Which we saw it. It that, exists. Yeah, me and Steve played it. Funny enough, it's when it was released, it wasn't... It, it, the cabinet was made and sent out, and then the game got canceled. So those cabinets kind of exist very rarely in the wild. And that game ain't great. It's very broken, but, you know, at least that uh, like you can see history at Galloping Ghost. Well, you answered my one question about it. So Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's weird. If you remember, you remember Primal Rage 1, right, Joel? Yes. Okay, so... That, that never felt great to me. Like, the novelty was just that they were there... They kind of had that Mortal Kombat feel of it being like, I don't remember the exact name for the style, but it's like they digitized someone's actual photo or or drawing of something and then superimposed it on top of a backdrop. So now imagine they took away the photo realism and instead made it look almost clay fightery and they hmm. got rid of the the, the beasts. What do you mean, got rid of the beasts? You are people, like Vikings and cavemen, who their supers, when you do your super ability, turns you into one of the beasts for a limited combo. Nope, don't like that. Nope. And again, it looks almost like clay fightery. So the the characters all look clay fightery. They have big, like, they kind of have some weird googly eyes, and they have overly cartoonish muscles, and they fight very stiff. And their supers bring out the beast, which is the classic beasts, the ones we know and love. And then they go back to normal. It ain't great. Uh, Getty, what did you think of Galloping Ghost this round? So let me paint you a word picture, Joel. (laughs) It is wall-to-wall cabinets. At times, Mm. it's difficult to get through or around because of how close the cabinets are to every every one and everything. (laughs) But, all right, so we walked in, there's, you look left, you look right, cabinets, cabinets, cabinets. 
So you decide, all right, I'll go over to the left. Cabinets, 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 take a right. And then a forking path of even more cabinets. <laughs> and then at some points, you're like, you're all the way far at the back, and you're like, oh, I wonder what's over here. And it's just, there's so many different things. I made Alex play this game that used, uh, or maybe I made Steve play it. I, I can't remember who it was, but it's got all these buttons laid out in front of you, nine buttons, and you smash the buttons to fight different things that pop up on the screen, kind of like a whack-a-mole. Okay. But the real charm of this game is that you have to fight sharks mm -hmm. at the end of each of the stages, and you smash the buttons to rip the shark in half. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's it's four, It's yeah, these four grid like squares, and you smack them around, and me and Steve were playing, and we just stared at it, and when you grab the shark by the mouth, and it just rips him in half, and you see, like, organs? Man. Yeah, like a heart pops out and almost hits you in the face. It's like, what? So this must be a more modern arcade machine, then. I uh, don't think so. Old. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. And, of course, the Galloping Ghost has the classics, like Street Fighter the movie game. Yep. Or uh, uh, you could find every Street Fighter uh, from one all the way up to... I don't think they had five, but they had four. Is it sorted well? So is like, is it sorted <sighs> by no. like? No, no, no it's just no. like a mess of different games. They have yeah. like like the Marvel vs. Capcom games uh, mm -hmm. is next to X Men Children of the Atom vs. and Street Fighter vs. Uh, X Men or whatever that first game was before is it was it SNK. They had that one too versus SNK. Yeah. On a scale of one to Magic the Gathering tournament, how does it smell in there? <laughs> oh, I would say C plus, dude. C plus. It C was, you know what? The time that we got there, like we got there at around like eight o'clock or so, it was not so bad. After we were there for two hours, wearing our jackets, yeah, <laughs> that's such a yeah, bummer. And we kind of smelled that way too. And yeah, uh, yeah. one funny story. Steve says <laughs> I, he walks in, and goes, "I'm gonna get me a soda, and then I'm probably gonna spill it." all over these cabinets i was like okay and then we get there we all check in he buys a soda me and getty go and play some games and he walks up to us and we're like hey steve you want to play he goes no i gotta go to the bathroom my hands are all sticky we're like why he goes my soda instantly exploded <laughs> yep yeah. instant fail did, did you do a story about how it happened or was it left at that we left it at that it was, it was too much to ask yep so the the that was kind of that's kind of what you get from Galloping Ghosts is just trying to find cabinets. And I will say a fourth of them are kind of broken. You know, the sticks have been jostled mm. around and don't work. We saw a couple of space shooters that were super fun, big <laughs> lengthwise cabinets that were four people sitting in a tiny booth trying to play the space shooter with horror space fish. But yeah. uh, Getty's stick, which was completely infunctional, as in it wasn't like screwed in. Or they had a bootleg, what was it, Left for Dead? Where one was yes. a one, the right side was a mouse, and the other controller was a nunchuck. Is the yeah, the other the part of the Wii mode. Yeah. <laughs> so they they have some bootleg stuff there too, some some main machines, you know. But it, it's a lot of fun to just walk around and see what you can find and be like, oh man, I like I haven't played Guilty Gear in a while. The last time I played Guilty Gear was here. I'm going to play that. Or Street Fighter versus SNK. Or, you know, me and Getty beat the Avengers arcade. Oh, yeah. That's kind of what I do when I go to Galloping Ghost. I have to find Primal Rage 2. I got to beat either the Avengers arcade game or the Spider-Man arcade game or the Simpsons arcade game. Got to beat one of them. 
or the X-Men arcade game. Yeah, we didn't even try to find it. I knew where it was, but we didn't even try and beat that. So I, I must have missed it. It's a flat admission, and then the games are set to free play, or do you do in flat, flat admission. Nice. $20. Yeah, you, you might actually have a chance to beat some of those games then. Exactly. Yeah. That's why we beat Avengers, because we were just like, well, let's just sit here and hang out. And, and just. And I, every time I pressed the button, it would give us like 50 more health. So I just started wailing on it, and Giddy goes, this is not fun anymore. We have 900 health. <laughs> yep, that's what we're playing. So Galloping Ghost is always a great time. Afterwards, you get some crappy Mexican food from across the street. Yep. Which is just the right thing you need. So that brings us out of IRL and into live tweeting Twitter questions. Thanks, Getty. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> you needed content. This episode's going long already. <laughs> Oi. Is it really? No. First question from Andre Cole, one of the hosts of the Gaming Fix podcast. Your boy, Andre. Your boy, Andre. Oh, man, he is my girl's favorite podcast host. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, This generation of consoles saw the loss of widespread split-screen multiplayer on Xbox and PlayStation. Should it make a comeback in the next gen of consoles? What do you guys think? Yes. As much as people don't want it, I do. Do people not want it? I don't. See? Oh. Okay. I love couch co-op, and I'm down for couch co-op all day. That's my jam, and you guys know that. I just don't know if we gain anything from split-screen. I don't... I I mean, the only... The main genre I'm thinking about that benefits from that is first-person shooter. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and I don't know of, like, me and my wife played Borderlands 1, but I don't remember us playing split-screen. I think I bought her a copy, and, and even that was kind of like, okay, we're going to play through this thing, but I don't, I don't, I can't see a benefit of us playing split-screen, and then party atmospheres, I'm not imagining that being a ton of fun as much. Though there is a game called Screen Peak, where the main point of the game is to look at everyone else's screen. I kind of feel like we lost split screen a couple of generations ago. Like PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 and the advent of online multiplayer being the de facto form that you play with people. And coupled with us like growing up, <laughs> so you just like less opportunity to be in the same room together anyway. Like, I don't know. I... I I'm never opposed to that as an option, and like I, I think even Nintendo's been the best one to carry over some of that type of gameplay too. Like, but even since the Switch, they've kind of dropped off as well. Because the Wii U actually had a lot of decent split-screen multiplayer games. Oh, really? That, uh, well, especially uh, Nintendo Land, which is like a launch game that came with it. Given that they had the gamepad itself, and then the screen itself on the TV, they had a lot of asynchronous multiplayer options where like one person would be a person operating the game pad and they'd be looking at the screen on there and it would be showing something different than what the TV showing. Yeah. And everybody else would be playing on the TV itself. So like one of them was where I think you played as Mario when you were controlling the game pad and looking down at the screen and everybody else was toads running around trying to catch Mario. And the whole point was that everybody on the screen was using split screen and in a third person view running around this maze. And then when you were using the gamepad as a different player, you had a top down view of the map where everybody else was at. And it was just about whoever could, if Mario outlasted the 
toads, then he won. And if a toad caught Mario, then they won. So there's a lot of cool little like games like that. But okay, I, I feel like I feel like for the most part we're kind of past the split screen as a common feature. Though. See now, but I will take kart racers. For some reason, kart racers always get a pass. Because <laughs> I, well, I, I, I can't imagine that being that much fun online. Well, kart racers are closer to party games too, right? Yeah. I mean, so part of the fun is just kind of hazing people on the couch with you and uh, gloating about a win and, and being able to see the expression on people's faces, stuff like that. So, and you, you don't need enough, you don't need too much real estate for something like a kart racer screen wise to feel like you can still play competently, right? Yeah, but, I, but again, I do think that we are in a, what should be for me in my head, a couch co-op renaissance with some of the games that we do play or at least i play i i gravitate (laughs) towards those more than anything and want to try out any of the latest couch co-ops but i just those are very rarely split screen i call them snake games you call them snake (laughs) games yeah okay question number two slash three it has been revealed that the end of the fighter pass 2 will be the end of dlc for smash brothers ultimate who do you want the last character to be and who will it be? I want to go first and say just close the loop and either make it Sakurai or Son of Master Hand. Now, who should it be? Oh, I don't know. Uh, the guy from Fez. <laughs> there we go. What do you guys Son of Master Hand. What is Son of Master Hand? Just a smaller Master Hand, which would inevitably just be Glover. But without the ball. Is, is this like the, the Wendy's thing where they got a sandwich called the Baconator and then like a smaller one called Son of Baconator? I thought that it was like the Junior Baconator, but yeah, sure. No, Son. no, it's called Son of Baconator. Son I think it might Bac- be why I liked Wendy's so much. Well, because part of it, what I was thinking was people kept saying they wanted Ridley, right? And it's hard to do that because Ridley's huge, so they made Ridley short. People, I, I think that you can make a master hand with abilities and move and you know different ways to move in your combat just have him be smaller the final smash character will just be final destination there we go <laughs> see that's see, that's what i'm talking about uh, i like that uh, actually i i gave my answer to damien fitz when i i asked them this question <laughs> but i would love to see something like bub and bob from bubble bobble okay and have them play kind of like uh ice climbers where uh one's like the passive one and one's the dominant one you actually control and the passive one follows you around. And then like they could like shoot their bubbles, which could trap opponents for a moment as it floats up. And then like if you popped them while they're in their bubble, they would bounce around on screen for a few seconds. And besides that, I I kinda I don't know, do you think they go like crazy out there with the last one, or do you think they go with like a more Nintendo pick. I think the last one. I think they're gonna stick the way they have been. They'll do a couple out there ones, but they won't go that far. Because like, because I know what it's gonna be. I know what I want, and I know what it's gonna be. Is it be the Master we'll Chief spin. hand? No. Ma- Are you ready? You, you want me to go now? Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, I I want it to be Squall from Final Fantasy VIII. Fair but you know what it's gonna be? What? Super Saiyan Marth. You're stupid. <laughs> Why? Didn't you just get another Goku this last uh this He's last not out yet, and I don't want another oh. Goku. <laughs> He's not out well, yet, but you got another Goku. 
Well, you have to wait for the uh, the net smash name for Ultra Instinct, Marth. But yeah. I want it exactly. to be Bubsy and for everyone to be upset. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh, I, uh, I, I can't even joke about that. That's painful. Yep. There we go. And the last question from Gaming Fix, what kind of salsa, green or red? My vote's green. I like I feel some like, green. I feel like it's got more flavor. Joel, what's your choice? Uh... I kind of prefer uh, Pita. What is it? Pita de Gallo. Pita de Gallo. Yeah, okay. yeah. So less of a red or green, and more of tomato onion. Yes. Okay. I just I just want half a salad on my chip. There we go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks everybody for the Twitter questions. We appreciate them as always, and we are excited that we can answer these silly questions while uh, celebrating our one year. But for now, let's move into one last thing. One last thing where we give one last sentence, one last statement, one last thing to send us into the weekend and you, the listener, into the new week. For me, I'm debating any, uh, calling any future segment. Uh, this is just more segments taking me away from playing Eggpex Legends. <laughs> I've, the new season came out and I've literally played three times. That's why I, was, I now name segments. <laughs> <laughs> Joel, what's your one last thing? Uh, I don't have one. I'm okay. good. Cool. What? It's an option? <laughs> He's failing at all homework. He just needs a game changer. <laughs> we're we're going to need to have a performance management meeting after this. Nope. <laughs> Again, nope. Getty, how, ma- how many games you beat? How many games you beat? This? While we were sitting here? Yeah. I made some solid progress <laughs> on some Pokemon. Don't tell Alex. He'll be mad I've been playing during the, the breaks. No, I've been doing pretty good in Bravely Default. Joel, you're all sorts of behind. Getty, give me your one I, last thing. I, I excuse me. I have beaten one game, and I have put two games on my list that I will eventually beat. Thank you very much. Okay, we'll talk to you back in April. <laughs> uh, my one last thing is that C2E2 is next weekend, guys. Woo! So Sunday, I'm gonna rock my Super GG Radio shirt, and I will. If you can find me, I'll be handing out exclusive stickers that Alex overpaid for. See, you guys are so mean to me. <laughs> hey, I get at least one of these episodes every once in a while. Yep, that's true. And that will be it for this week's Super GG Radio. Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at Super GG Radio and twitch.tv slash Super GG Radio, where a bitch. <laughs> Joel and Kelly are continuing with Grease, while Beth and I will be working on Vitamin Connection. Also, Metal Gear Kevin will return this week with Metal Gear Solid 4, assuming Hartwood doesn't flake on us again. If you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is superggradio at gmail.com and provide a reviewer on iTunes or the Uwe Bowl movie of your choice. Thanks for listening. Good game, Daddy. GG. Good night, everybody. I hate you guys so much. <laughs> Good game, Alex. Good game, Alex. <laughs> First game I bring and prevent to you. Prevent? <laughs> You're preventing us from playing it now? First, I can't use Twitter, and now I can't talk about this game. 
I don't think he said you couldn't use Twitter. I think he said it was ill-advised for you to use Twitter. He said I was banned. I mean, that that suggests that you take his authority seriously. Early adopters, where we play alphas, betas, <laughs> and games that test your murderous imaginations. Oh, I hope you don't think we're using that take. I hope we only use that take. <laughs> Forge and fight. Slide into DMs with your DM. Uh-huh. Exactly. I thought that was pretty good. Stop tweeting right now, guys. <laughs> did, did you do it too, Joel? Yeah. <laughs> guys are sons of bitches. I'm changing this goddamn password. <laughs> One second here. I'm absolutely not changing the password. Should we talk smack about him until he gets back? Sure. So smack, w- smack, smack, smack. Always smack, wearing smack, that smack, damn smack. hat. <laughs> All right. Wait, which hat? Uh, the black one. Joel, are you wearing a black hat right now? No. Oh, man, you changed it up. What, are you taking a gamble? Uh, no, we're just talking trash. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, you know, you guys ever heard of the book, uh, The Five Love Languages? Yes, sir. Ours is spite. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think counts as one, but sure. Or never stop kicking. Getty, do you want to take a crack at the news? Or Joel, do you want to take a crack at the news? Or you want me to do it? I did it last week. Somebody else do it. Joel, do you want to do it? Or Getty, do you want to do it? Or (laughs) (laughs) pushing real hard. No, I I did the thing where it's like, oh, which kid are you? Oh, yeah. Like, you named your kid the wrong name. Hold on, I'm tweeting. Oh, come on. (laughs) Come on. It's the worst. I never should have encouraged. All right, let me let me know when you're ready. I never should have encouraged Getty to do shit. And thanks, Getty, for live tweeting that. Now we have stuff to read, and gonna make the editing longer <laughs> for Joel. <laughs> oh no way. Yeah, we got Gaming <laughs> Fix and we got Andre from, uh, I have to even check that out. Oh, that's from Gaming Fix as well. Oh, man, I love Andre. He's a cool guy. He's got the cool voice. It's your boy, Andre. Is, is he the guy that does is the host of the... Yeah. You know, your girl's favorite, favorite blank? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes me laugh uh, every time.